Welcome to WFUV's What's What. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Isabel Danzis. And I'm Jay Doherty. And here are today's headlines. About 150 heads of state are scheduled to attend the United Nations General Assembly today in Midtown Manhattan. President Biden is among the world leaders whose motorcade will be causing traffic challenges for New Yorkers. And if that's not enough, Midtown streets are also more crowded than usual this week because thousands of protesters are filling New York streets, calling on U.N. leaders to end the use of fossil fuels. That's right, Jay. The Climate Week protests are expected to make getting around the city harder. And that's why officials are urging commuters to take public transit this week. On the bright side, while the international gathering at the U.N. is likely to be chaotic in terms of traffic, the NYPD says no credible threats have been made to this year's largest symposium of world leaders. The co-founder of Rolling Stone was booted from his board position in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This followed offensive comments Jan Wenner made in an interview with the New York Times. He claimed that women and black artists tend to be less articulate. He also said their music is less deep than the white male artists, like Springsteen, Jagger, and Bono, he chose to feature in his new book. Wenner came under fire almost instantly, and he apologized for his comments within hours. Today is National Cheeseburger Day. And in celebration, many fast food chains, like McDonald's and Wendy's, are offering cheeseburgers to customers for less than a dollar. While this may seem like a fun chance to grab some cheap food, many customers have been shy about purchasing the discounted burgers. And for an unlikely reason, The Simpsons. You might be aware that The Simpsons have been credited with mysteriously accurate predictions of significant recent events. From Donald Trump's presidency to Lady Gaga's Super Bowl performances, their writers have been playfully teased with allegations of time traveling. In a season 21 episode titled Treehouse of Horror 20, Krusty Burger's latest sandwich is offered at a low price because the burgers are created using a process in which cows are fed to other cows. After customers consume these burgers, a scene unfolds in which the customers transform into zombies. The unholy result of this experiment plummets the town of Springfield into an apocalypse full of flesh-eating zombies. References to this episode have been exploding in popularity on social media, leading customers to reconsider whether they are truly comfortable paying such low prices for burgers today. On this day in 1996, Julian Lennon bid over $30,000 for Paul McCartney's recording notes on the song Hey Jude. The ironic thing is, Hey Jude was written about Julian Lennon, and McCartney's notes were for him. Hey Jude was written following John Lennon's divorce from Cynthia Powell. McCarthy wanted to comfort and support his partner's son during a hard time. And that wasn't the last time the notes were on sale. That's right. Last year, Lennon put the notes up again for sale as a non-fungible token, or NFT. Bidding for the NFT version started at $30,000. Lennon allegedly bought the notes back in 1996, because to him, they are like family heirlooms. If you happen to pass by City Hall tonight, you may notice it's lit up yellow. New York's Department for the Aging says City Hall and other municipal buildings across the city will be lit yellow too. This is to recognize Falls Prevention Awareness Week, an annual event observed during fall to raise awareness of the serious harm that trips and falls can cause to tens of millions of older adults each year. The Yellow Lights Initiative is a part of New York's desire to become one of the most age-inclusive cities in the nation. Tonight, you can see the Yellow Lights in person at government buildings in Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island. The French Institute, Alliance Francaise, provides opportunities to celebrate the creativity and diversity of Francophone culture across the world. 
and the organization's annual Crossing the Line Festival brings together French-speaking artists and creators from across the globe, all right here in New York. WFUV's Rosie Lenz talks to the co-curators who put this event together. The French Institute Alliance Française is hosting a month-long festival with performances and exhibits, all from French artists. So whether they're based in New York City or Europe, these artists are bringing a number of issues and cultures to represent in their works. Our goal is really to celebrate the best of Francophone cultures and culture coming from all over the world. We're wanting to celebrate all of these amazing talents and talent and incredible artists. That's Mathilde Auger, one of the curators of the festival. Both she and co-curator Florent Maas hope the new perspectives in the festival will inspire both the artists and the audience. It does become an opportunity for foreign artists and New York-based artists to, uh, to get to see their works and mingle together and interact. And we hope that this does create um, a conversation, a conversation between America and European artists. And that's what really uh, at the core in interests us. But we want to, to create uh, and spawn these conversations uh, in our great city of New York. That even includes difficult but meaningful conversations like gun violence, climate change, race, sexism, and artificial intelligence. And Auger says that even their festival, which celebrates French language and culture, has a deeper mission. Their work really is focused on our world today. They are all grappling with different issues. So the idea is that they're presenting work that not only are playing a major role in their respective fields, they actually have something to tell us. This work, these are artists that are really showing how art can be relevant today and can say something to everyone and to all kinds of audiences. The entire festival focuses on what the Francophone world can teach us about our own culture. And both Florent and Mathilde hope the audience leaves with an understanding that their art has a distinct point of view hearing these difficult stories i would like i would like yes people to be displaced in their own thinking or i want people to broaden their horizons seeing the beauty enjoying the art form but also i would say you know be engaged with with the with the ideas that the festival will, will definitely bring crossing the line runs through october 13th with different events like dancing solo performances video performances and a sculpture exhibit running on specific days you can find more information at FIAF.org. With WFUV News, I'm Rosie Lenz. That was WFUV's Rosie Lenz talking about the annual Crossing the Line Festival. And that's our show for today. I'm Isabel Dances. And I'm Jay Doherty. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.